With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to this week, Benny and the Boom podcast. Man, obviously, we, we usually have a guest, so, but uh, today you guys get lucky with just me and Benny today. Yeah, back-to-back weeks, man. Just us, man. Rock, rocking the show, man. You know, it's... Uh... Hey, honestly, I mean... I, I enjoy having a guest, but you know when it's just us, I feel like we have a lot of lot of time to conversate yeah, and Good really dialogue, really man. dive into things, man. Yeah, so. but we're gonna get a, a, we got a guest next week. Next week's a big week. Uh, we play Penn State. Uh, we may have a Nittany Lion on, and this guy who I'm speaking of was a damn good Nittany Lion. I think he was at one point in time. This kid may have been. I'm calling him a kid. He's freaking the same age as me at the, he, at the he, time. Right, he's may have been the uh, the number one player in the country at the time. So, yeah, man, so we, we may have that many lying on. I'm not going to drop a name just yet, but it's in the works. Well, speaking of your guest, since you said something, I'm going to try to get a guy on my, my myself. Maybe we can have Oh, a, double up. Yeah, for sure. We could double up. Uh, I'm going to try to call my, my guy I play with. We got drafted together in Cincinnati. is Devin Steele. So. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. He'd be a dope guest to get, yeah. man. So, we, uh, I don't know. We'll see, man. What's going on, though, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Can't complain. Um, had a good bye week last week. Got a chance to, you know, kick back, chill out, watch some football. I did not fare well at BetDSI.com. <laughs> um, and I didn't even, not even just at BetDSI, but versus you. Um, yeah. And we can rattle off some of these picks. Spence, I want you to throw on the headphones because I want you to tell us how we fared, even though I already know, but tell the people how we fared. And it wasn't good, man. I, I always give you shit about money, the picks money, that you money, had. Money, money, I got paid this week. <laughs> money. <laughs> and, and I didn't, man, I, I don't know, man. It was just an off week for me. But we, we made these bets at BetDSI.com, and we had our own private wager. Uh, Spence, where were we last week, man? How how bad was it for me? All right. I mean, boom, boom nailed it. Boom <laughs> did. He nailed it. He you didn't know. nail the big one. That's the thing, though. He got the four right, but didn't nail the big one. That's all good. But uh, you guys both got... Oregon right over USC. That was a butt whipping. Mm-hmm. You guys both got Miami right over Florida State. Uh-huh. You got Florida. You guys got Florida State's coach fired. Way to go! Uh, <laughs> we're gonna uh, talk about that a little bit in the show too, because we're gonna talk up uh, Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, but that's when it splits. You know, Boom got Memphis correct. Beanie mm-hmm. took SMU. I just knew SMU was coming back, man. The Pony mm-hmm. Express. The, it, Boom we, got. We just got the, the knowledge dropped on us about the NCAA <laughs> paying guys. I thought it was going to be a resurgence. Boom got Utah right. Beanie took Washington, which looked good for a while. Yeah. You were there for a while. And then. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Boom's only loss, though, was Florida. Boom took Florida. Beanie took Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Beanie knows better than to take Florida. He knows. Yeah. So. Nah, man, Florida has done some nasty things in my life. So, yeah, I would not take those guys. It, was, <laughs> hey, it wasn't no walk in the park for Georgia, though. You know, I mean, it was, for a little while it was, but it was closer than, you know. What was the final of that game? We got the final? 24-17, Georgia won. Yeah. Yeah, it, was a, it was a dang good game. I mean, yeah. you know it's going to be a good game in the SEC, two of the bigger schools anyways. Um, that was a big game for Georgia, too, though. Cause, uh, if they still want to have a chance in the college that, football playoffs, exactly. I mean, they had to go out and win that one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, where, where you at? What was up with you this week? Uh Malcolm did the same thing you did. You know, bye week. Uh, well, actually, I had to. Uh, I had some. Uh, uh, someone passed 
past in the family, so I had to okay. do some funeral stuff. But gotcha. Um, other than that, man, I, I kicked back, and but it was just strange though, man, because you know I forgot it was even Saturday and it, it was college <laughs> football because Ohio State was off double bye week this year. You know man. what I'm saying? So it's, and then th- think about bye weeks. I mean, when I was in school, it was like. We had no bye week. I don't remember having one. We never had a bye week. And then here, here us have two in one year is just is just crazy. But I mean, other than that, you know, uh, it, it was a good weekend. Um, I didn't catch too much football. You know, obviously dealing with you know family things like that. But other than that, it, it was a smooth, smooth weekend. Man, with the bye week though, man, I, I love the way that it's set up now because shit, you look at a bye week. I mean, think about how many guys are able to get healthy. You talk about J.K. Dobbins and the carries that he gets. Think about the, the rest that he's able to get on his legs. Guys get massages. If I got a bye week in college right now, I'm getting, you know, three and four massages a week, you know, just to be able to be ready, get break chilled, that, kick back. Down. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you talk about all the guys that we have on our roster, all the, the mainstays and the, the marquee players, the Justin Fields, the Chase Youngs, our offensive line, who's been damn good this year. I mean, giving those guys a break, that's like, does every school, I can't imagine every school has two bye weeks well, this year, well, right? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but I looked at the list. I can't remember exactly who it was all it was, but it was like sixteen, like sixteen teams with two bye top, weeks. No, well, on a bye week this past week, that was like in the top twenty-five. Yeah, though. but Spencer, you got the number on the two bye week so, teams. So the way the schedule was set up this year, there were there were fifteen weeks between week one and conference championship week, mm-hmm. rather than fourteen like normal. So usually you would play. 14 games in 13 weeks, right. you would have a bye. Or 13 games, no, it's 13 games in 12, in 14 weeks, 13 games, cause the, and then you get a bye. But there was like an extra week in there this year, the way the calendar set up. So did everybody get so two byes? It was nearly everybody got gets two byes. I mean, <laughs> that's like Michigan cool. had one after week two, and then they have one again now. See, that's a shitty one to have that early. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you Not got, for them. They had, they had, yeah, they, had they a needed. tough game against Army. I mean, they, they, had to, they had to take it. But when you got two bye weeks, man, that gives everybody a chance to get healthy. That's an extra week of scouting uh, for a coach. I mean, that's that's huge in a college football season. Imagine if the NFL gave you two bye weeks. I mean, that would be crazy in the amount of guys you can get back healthy. And like you said, it stretches out um, the, NFL the regular needs, season. The NFL needs that. Yeah, if anybody has it, they should have it. <laughs> right. I mean – that that, that uh, NFL season, man. You know how it is, man. It, it's it's brutal, man. I mean, to play sixteen games, man. Is you should at least have two bye weeks. So the, the beautiful thing was, I was playing in Arizona, and one year we had obviously we had a bye week, but then we played a Thursday game, so we had the short week. But after that Thursday game, that was like an additional bye week because what well, Thursday you know, you can, games you can rest up a little bit. You don't have to do too much, so it was good. I actually used to love playing Thursday games because, like you said. It's a short week, which it's is a short it's, week. It's tough. It's a short week, but after that game, it's, it's kind of like you get like a little break. Right. You get a weekend. Maybe you get, you know, you work on your body. You may, may be able to go home and see your family if you, you know, if your family's, you know, far distance. But I used to love Thursday night games. And it was a, it was a time to show out because you was the only game playing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I'm a ball this, right. this week, you know? Don't you, don't you think these Thursday games, they should build it in so you have a bye, then the Thursday game? Then they, another week. So then, like, so ooh, nobody's complaining. Nobody's about, complaining about the short week. Exactly. They they should do it. That should be in the new CBA. You that, should get Gonzo on that. Yeah, that's that should bye week. Then Thursday. Then ten more days off. Exactly. That's a great. That idea. should be the case. But you think they'll do it? Hell no, because they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what the MAC. They're trying to add a in game. college football, right? Where they take the bye week and then they'll play on like a Wednesday. 
and then they'll play the next week on like a Thursday, and then you're back on a normal schedule. And I remember, bro, at one point in time, I think, like you said, we had football one of these years where it was every day but Tuesday, and I loved it. Yeah. Every day, because you had the Monday night football game, then you would get a, like a Wednesday college game, Thursday NFL game, Friday college game, then Saturday college, then Sunday uh, NFL again. That was the, the most beautiful thing in the world. The day before Thanksgiving this year is the only day in the month of November without football on. Seriously? Yeah, because they play the Monday night football. Right. Then, like, the Mac played last night on CBS Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Bobcats play tonight, Ohio, Miami. <laughs> then they got the Thursday night games. Friday night is college games now because they start to ramp that up right. again. And then even when the college games end in late November, uh, the NFL starts playing those Saturday games. Yeah. I mean, the Saturday games, we get those on, uh, what's it? Don't really Thanksgiving. Well, one of those Thanksgivings weekends, we had a, a Saturday game. We had a Thursday game, and we turned around and had a Saturday game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I love it. Man, I love, I love it, it, man. Too. I mean, I, I'm sure that you've seen the, the college playoffs picks last night. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just kind of, you know, it, it's funny, you know, I didn't expect this to be number one, to be honest with you. Did you expect that? I mean, I I seen maybe two, three, but <laughs> see, I, I really didn't even care where we were. I mean, I, knew I really we would didn't want to be number one, honestly. So I don't care, man. I knew we'd be in the top two because when you look at the landscape of college football, Ohio State is certainly one of the top two yeah, teams in the absolutely. country. Um, absolutely. So I knew everybody's eyes would have looked at the season, looked at how Ohio State's won, and you know some of the struggles, whatever you can call a struggle, and what you've seen from them. Uh, which hasn't been much. I mean, you look at that and say, man, this team is by far the, the best, best team. Yeah, entire team overall yeah, in the country. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you surprised to see that they put Penn State at four and they left uh, Clemson at five? Initially, I was. I was certainly uh, shocked that they uh, did put Penn State right there. But I got to thinking, and, you know, it's a bunch of people in this room. Everybody, everybody kind of. They're, they're, they're making up decisions and, you know, they're trying to place these teams in spots in which they see fit. But they also got to do projections for further out. Yeah. Um, in my mind, and I, it wasn't just a week by week basis and how they were judging these teams. They knew, okay, Ohio State has to play Penn State. LSU has to play Alabama. All right, somebody. Everybody has to play each other. Exactly. Everybody has to play everybody. Somebody is going to be on the outside looking into this deal. So why not just allow us to pit all right, an undefeated Clemson team when we know looking at their schedule the rest of the way, they don't have a they don't have a dog that they're facing the rest of the way. Right. Even in the ACC title game. I mean, yeah. they have nobody in which they should face to where they should lose. So they're in a comfortable spot. And I think the committee knew that, that they automatically, they, they pit them there because, one, they haven't looked great. They haven't looked amazing, but they're an undefeated ACC team. And you go back in last year, you watch them dominate Alabama. But they know that they're going to They just, need more. We need more. They need more to throw them in there, but they know the way and, that their schedule set, set, is set up that they're going to you know move up the charts anyways because they're going to win and okay. somebody's going to lose in this, and, yeah, in this top four. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, I, I wasn't I surprised after I just saying. sat back and thought about it and, and, you know, really evaluated it. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, was sparking my, my interest is, all right, you know what, let's say Ohio State goes out, dominates Penn State. Let's say one of these teams loses. All right, do you consider that one-loss SEC team in there again, in, even if they don't play in the SEC title game? Mm-hmm. So can you put a one-loss SEC team in a college football playoff without playing in the SEC title game again? Another thing you got. We saw it already. Another thing you got to think about, which is I know this may sound crazy, but Minnesota plays Penn State this week. Mm -hmm. If Minnesota goes out, runs the table, do they have a chance of getting in? Yeah, I mean absolutely. Minnesota, let's say they beat Penn State. Cool. They got to beat Wisconsin. 
Then they got to face Ohio State in the college football playoff, or sorry, the Big Ten championship. Right. I mean, if they lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, I think you still have to consider them because they will have beat a number four overall team. Right. So this could be a year. Um, I know a lot crazy. of people don't really like it. But right. This could be a year where we're looking at two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Because if Minnesota, let's say Minnesota and Ohio State match up and, and the Big Ten championship and they lose to Ohio State, but it's a close game not, and they look not. competitive. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the argument that you're going to have to have them not in there? Especially when you look at the SEC and we say, you know what, we had this situation last year. It didn't look good for us at all because we watched how Alabama uh, looked and we watched the game versus, although it was a good game versus uh, Georgia and uh, Alabama late last year, um, but we watched how that fared. All right, now nah, let's let's give it to them. It's their turn. Right. It's their turn. Right. So it's going to be interesting, man, to see how this whole thing unfolds. But I love it. I, I love the position um, in which we're in right now with the committee coming together and making decisions and not just having the computer go ahead and, and put these teams uh, in these respective spots. Um I'm just, it makes for great football, and it makes for the buildup of these football games down the stretch. Yeah. I'm just glad that they have finally put some respect in our name, you know, because it's like – Well, it's going to get that, though. Yeah, but, you know, the last couple of years, they left us out when, when we probably should have got in. At one loss, but I, I think a lot of times when you got people sitting in the room, they're human. Mm-hmm. So they have that human element. Mm-hmm. They look back and say, okay. Oh, they got thrashed by – Clemson. And we were out there at that yeah, game, sitting yeah, in the stands, and yeah. they got abused <laughs> and embarrassed. So, do we want a situation like that again? Right. No, we can't yeah. do it back to back. Yeah. Okay, y'all had your little break in between. Okay, all right, move on, and, and we'll act like we forgot about what happened then. Yeah. Same thing I said. You know, I was saying, you know, if 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 Clemson would have beat North Carolina earlier in the year by forty, mm-hmm. they probably would have been in the in the top four. Yeah, Clemson just hasn't looked good, but they went out yeah. and dominated a bunch of teams and. You look at Trevor Lawrence last year, he was like the the, the, the savior. He looks so good. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> and now he just looks like a, a good quarterback, but it looks right. like a, a good quarterback. It doesn't look great. And he's playing in that terrible conference. Right. I mean, no disrespect to the ACC, but I mean, it, they just haven't had. It's what it is. They haven't had a great showing, you know, in the last couple of years. I right. Mean, Boom, go ahead and disrespect the ACC. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's basketball. It's a basketball. Uh, Spence, what's your take on it, though? I mean, the, I, I picked that. I had that. That's what I – the five that was there is the five that I thought it would be. I just thought – Did you or, have Clemson in? No, I had Clemson at five just because, okay. like, this first uh, college football playoff ranking is only so people like you and you can talk about it. Exactly. Like, 100%. It, it, it's, it's in between two college basketball games for a reason. <laughs> they just try and make it into TV, and it gets people talking about it. But if you wanted, like, the best ratings, you would have put Alabama and LSU at number one, too. But I think the winner of that game is going to be number one next week anyways. Ohio State will be back to number two. Right. And it won't be a problem. I won't have a problem with that. Exactly. So, Unless they go out and so score you guys, 80 points on Maryland. Yeah. If, I mean, if they would be like 84 one. nothing, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> So you guys don't see Ohio State jumping jumping them at all? Oh, we jumped them now. What do you mean? Regardless, I'm saying if, if – obviously one of those teams are, are going to lose. Mm-hmm. They're one and two. You don't see Ohio State going to number one? Well, no. staying at number one – I do think we can if we win impressively because there's no reason why you move Ohio State down. Yeah, you can say one of these two teams looked great and, you know, it's, who's number two? LSU? LSU's number two, right? Yeah. So if LSU loses to Alabama and Alabama, yeah, I can see you moving Alabama up to number two, but Alabama hasn't looked impressive either. I think so, I just think the winner of that game is going to be number one. Because it's a bigger game, that would be the reason for doing it, but well, it's yeah. no reason to negate Ohio State if they go out and t- take care of business. Yeah, but you add – Another win to that resume, while Ohio State adds Maryland, 
Right. So Ohio State will have their chance because if they beat Penn State by two touchdowns in two weeks after they play Maryland or Rutgers, they'll be right back at number one again right. maybe. But I, I do think you got to take into consideration that um, Ohio State – we beat an undefeated, or no, we beat a one-loss, very good Wisconsin team, and we beat the doors right. off of them. It was undefeated at the time. No, they, was, they had lost the week before. They lost oh, to Illinois. Oh, they sure did. Yep. I'm tripping. So yeah, we beat yeah. the, but we beat the doors off of them. Yeah, yeah. So you got to take that into consideration. And I think you got to look at all things considered. Look at the schedules in which they do. Alabama, this will be Alabama's only marquee game thus far this season, in my opinion. Which is why if Alabama, if Alabama loses... They're out. I think they're out because yeah. their only other game that they could possibly play against a ranked team is Auburn. You're right. So I 100% agree. If, if I mean, the, the, if LSU loses, it could still get in because it played Texas on mm-hmm. the road and it's played a couple Florida. other teams that were pretty that beat Florida and it beat Auburn. If Alabama loses this game, the only thing they'll be able to hang their hat on the rest of the season is it's Auburn. Auburn. So I, I think it's Alabama lose, you're out. It's yeah. going to be like Ohio State, Penn State. Penn I State agree. lose, it's out. Yeah. I think. Just to me, man. <laughs> I don't think anything any of these teams can really mess with Ohio State, honestly. So when I when I break it all the way down, I go back and I look at the game versus LSU and and and, and uh, Texas. Yeah, they got away from them, but late in that game, we started seeing Texas put together drives, not turn over the football, come back in that game and make it very close. If they would have had another three minutes left in that game, we could be talking about a completely different outcome mm-hmm. in that situation. And then you look at LSU versus Florida. I mean. Florida's not a great football team to me. I don't care what anybody says. They don't have a, they don't have they a great quarterback. Yeah. They don't have – I mean, they got a solid defense, but it's just not a great football team. They're yeah. a solid team, not great. Um, so they're supposed to go out and beat them. I mean, when I look at LSU, they're a good team, but they have some holes. They got some chinks in armor. They're not like a bulletproof team in which I see Ohio State. Their defense, you can score on them. All right. We've seen teams do it, and I, I haven't seen that from Ohio State. Exactly. I agree with you, man. I mean, uh, I mean – that's a good take on the, the college football playoff picture. I mean, obviously, I, I want to keep digging in with Ohio State. You know, obviously, we played Maryland this week. Right. Who, who's 3-6. and six. We, we going there at 8-0. At um, give me your thoughts, man. I mean, obviously, we struggled with this team last year. We right. really <laughs> – if you ask me, we should have lost the game last year. Oh, well, we, we definitely <laughs> – it was close. It came down to the wire. And, and they had that running back freshman oh, going for over 200 yards on oh. But – that was last year. Yeah, I mean this year we and should. You know how good this defense is now, man. So they that's why everything down. I'm I, I want to do an over under. Okay, let's go. Far as this game, for, for this game. All right, I and mean, then we you can give me your thoughts and so expectations. Too tight. <laughs> <laughs> do we beat Maryland by forty? Yes. Over or under? Over. Why? I mean, have you watched Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. That's why. I mean, this offense is so dynamic. Uh, we can do any and everything. And then I don't. I mean, uh, I don't see Maryland scoring a bunch of points. I, mean, I think Ohio State is going to do what they do: second quarter, take off, score about thirty points, and then everything is just going to be status quo from that point on. And, and you got to think we're coming off a bye week. Yeah, we're coming off a bye week where we're getting guys healthy and fresh, and guys are chomping at the bit. And this isn't one of those teams that you can sit there and say they're just resting on what they've done. Anytime we hear J.K. talk, anytime we hear Justin talk, anytime we hear better. Chase talk, yeah. they're talking about going out and dominating and, and proving people wrong. And, dude, I remember before the season started, I'm over at the Woody, and I'm sitting there. Uh, they just got done practicing, and I get a chance to chop it up with J.K. And I was like, man, what's the things you're looking forward to this season? He's like, bro, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to go out and prove everybody wrong. And I'm like, man, you don't got nobody to prove wrong. We all know what you can do. But that's his mentality 
of going out and proving everybody that said any inkling, yeah. any inkling about his game and how he played or, or you know how he fared, he's looking to go shut him up. So yeah. with that mentality and it's continuing on yeah. and it's trickling down to everybody else, yeah, we're going to beat him by more than 40 points. And because of how it happened last year, we're going to do it. I was going to say, well, that's the thing about the expectations here at Ohio State mm-hmm. and just what everybody around the world expects from us because it's like, you know, J.K. still had over 1,000 yards last year. Right. It's crazy. People don't even think about it like, <laughs> like this dude, I mean, he didn't have the year that he wanted to or that we expected because obviously I don't think he rushed for over 1,400 yards his freshman year. Right. But the dude comes back and he rushed. I can't remember what it was. I think he, it might have been like 12. I think yards. he's one of the only running backs in Ohio State history to have three straight to start this career 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but this guy is a guy who – the dude is just a straight baller. I mean, obviously, he didn't have the numbers, but he still had over 1,000 yards. And it's just crazy that people can be like, oh, he had a down year. Oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. And for him to have that expectation, it's a great thing because mm-hmm. it's like dude wants more. He could be happy with just getting 1,000 yards. I mean, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of players in college football wish they could rush for 1,000 yards, right. but, but they can't. But this, that, like you said, this guy has done it three years in a row, which is – Big time. Man, and what's, what's even crazier to me is that I think Ohio State legitimately has two guys that should be in New York. That's J.K. Dobbins and that's Chase Young. We've seen it before in years past with Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart, Jason White, Adrian Peterson. These two dudes should be in New York, and I don't see any reason if they both continue the trend of balling. You know, we see Chase Young has some more multiple sack games, and we know what J.K. is going to do. Because the offense essentially runs through him, mm-hmm. why shouldn't that be the case? Mm-hmm. I think it should wholeheartedly. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they have both been having uh, breakout seasons, uh, great years. Um, J.K. has 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 balled. I mean, I mean Chase has just done off the wall numbers. I mean, four sacks the, the week before. I mean, just just crazy. Um, let's get back to this uh, over and under thing, man. All right, let's go. Does the defense hold hold them to ten points? Yes. Absolutely. There's nothing that scares me about Maryland football. I don't even know Maryland's record this year. They're 3-6. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that scares me about Maryland football or that worries me uh, for a threat of this offense to go out and you know have a big day. I agree. Um, our defense has, has, has played very strong this year, leading by uh, Chase Young uh, up front. Uh, like you say, uh, I just don't see Maryland – Having having a big game, obviously, you know, the, like you said, the running back had you know two hundred plus yards last year, but this year he hasn't really done too much. The Maryland fighter coach last year, or was? Oh yeah, so yeah. I mean, even the Ohio State game didn't save him last year. Yeah. yeah. When when did he get fired? That's last year? crazy. He had that whole student, the oh the offensive lineman dying. Yes, he did uh, have scandal. that situation. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They had to get rid of him. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one is: Does Chase Young have three sacks over or under? I'm going to go under. I think he gets two. But the only reason why I think he gets two is play because the whole game. he ain't going to play the whole game and they're going to try to run the football. They know they ain't going to get nothing passing. I mean, they're gonna, it's going to be one of them games where they're going to come out trying to pass initially to try to score some points early. Chase but it. at some point, it's going to be like, let's just get this thing over. Let's run the football. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say he, he'll probably have two sacks. The simple fact that he probably won't play – if he plays at all the second half. I That's th- one of the crazier things, though, man. And, and blowouts this year. The guy has, like, is it is he 13, 14 sacks already? I think I might be at 15. Is it 15? But 
in blowouts this year. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Because okay. he's one half sack shy of Vern. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. He's going to kill that record. But you go and look at the blowouts. I mean, we've been playing guys late into the game. We've been playing in the fourth quarter. It ain't been many games where we didn't set our guys down in the third quarter. And I think another reason why I think that guys may play more this game is because we're coming off a of bye week. You got to remember what they did last year. It was a close game, so it's like you got to put some respect on it. Right. You go now. We rank. You know. I don't necessarily agree with that. That 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 theory that of playing more this week. No, I think I'm not should, saying playing more. I think it should be done in the third quarter. I'm not saying playing more, but I don't think you know. I think Ryan Day's gonna keep his foot on the gas a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. But I, think, I just think we got so many guys to where we should see. Multiple guys. Yeah, we should. I'm like, how many passes has our backup quarterback thrown this year? That's the one gripe that I got. We don't know what we have beyond uh, Justin Fields. And and it's crazy to really think about that. We know what we got at every other position. We know our receivers are deep. We know our running backs are deep. We know our offensive line is pretty good beyond the starters. But, damn, at quarterback, we have no clue. Yeah. All right. uh, Next, does J.K. rush for over 150 yards? Oh, easily. Yeah, that's, that's easy. 100%. 100%. I said, I think so, too. I mean, it's going to be tough because, like like we said, he probably won't play much after the, the first half. Oh, shit, what do you have, like but, 150 or something the last time we saw him on the field in yeah, the first half? Yeah. I mean, he, he's averaging 138 yards a game yeah. right now. So, with them playing Maryland, I think – I was telling Spence, I think he's going to pop a long one early in the game, maybe 70. And it's like after that, you know, he could grind. You know, he's going to pop them 10, 15, 20-yard – yard game right easily and it's gonna happen uh so i agree with you on that one uh does any of our wide receivers go over 100 yards this week no we got too many guys man that's the one thing that's a, yeah and that's crazy that we we're able to land five-star wide receivers on a regular basis hats off the brian Hartline. i just saw we just got a what, four-star guy marvin harrison's son yeah. um but we're able to we got the number one Wide out, the number one, I think, might be the player in the country, top, right? I think we got three and of the top ten. The number three player in the country, number one wide out? Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, we're able to do that consistently and still not have guys get seven catches a game consistently. Yeah. That's impressive, man, because they know you come to Ohio State, you're going to be developed. You're going to get a chance to to get some catches. You might get 600, 800 yards, but you're still going to go in first round. Oh, no question. No doubt. <laughs> No doubt about it. That's crazy. I mean, just think about it. I mean, Paris Campbell was the last guy to get 1,000 yard season last year, but before that, it was like Mike Jenkins back in like 2003. And you think about all the guys we that had going the first round Shh. since then. You know what I mean? First and second round wide receiver Shh. talent. Man, that's crazy. Uh, does does the defense get two and a half turnovers? Yeah, man. This is, I mean, this. When well, you made this list, man, I'm, I'm glad you made it over under, but man, you. We're going against Maryland. We got to. I get it. We got to be over on just about everything that you said because it's Maryland. I got. I got to side with Boom a little on this because I think Maryland just got crushed by Michigan. They know what they're doing against Ohio State. They know that they're just going to get steamrolled. I think they might go pretty like bland in this game. And you mean Ohio State? No, like Maryland. Maryland. I think Maryland just might be like, all right, yeah, let's let's get, lay down. Let's get out. Yeah. Of this game. Let's get out of here. So. I think those numbers, they're a little modest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying they should be higher, but like maybe they shouldn't because I think Maryland's going to go pretty vanilla here. Yeah, that's why I think that we're going to get these turnovers. That's why I think we're going to eclipse everything on there because they, they're going to lay down at some point. <laughs> it might happen in the first quarter. Last one. Master T, over 100 yards. Oh, that's that's a damn good one. Right <laughs> that is a good one. I think he's going to do it. I'm going to say yeah because – Because he's going to come in and yeah. he's going to pop them off. Yep. He get them while they're nice and beat up. 
he skirts <laughs> off for those 20 and 50 yard runs. You already know. I'll take us a couple, man. Man. I think so. So overall, you know, this week with the Buckeyes playing Maryland, we feel good about it. Mm-hmm. You feel like we're going to just roll over them and, and, and. The thing that I've been so impressed about, bro, is that we haven't had that game to where it's like, what the hell are you doing right here? Why aren't you picking it up? We hadn't had that game. Not that I can remember. I mean, I can't recall a game where I'm going back and I'm reviewing everything and I'm thinking like, all right, what is this team doing? And, you know, uh, what are the, what decision is the coach is making at this point in time? No, like we've been sharp. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't say it enough. My hat goes off to Ryan Day, bro, because yeah. it's not easy to come in as a first-year head coach. I know last year he was a head coach for a couple of games. But to be able to come in, get all these guys – to buy into what you're preaching, yeah. and to look like they absolutely are having fun they're out ha- there, wild ball. They're, they're definitely having a great time. They're having fun. They're playing together. It's it's like it's like a big old family just exactly you know out there kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And we seen that though last year with the first three games. Of the yeah, season. we did. We did. You know, and it was a difference. You know, no knock to how Urban runs his system, but you seen a difference mm-hmm. when when he came back. Yeah, I, I wrote about that today for Letterman Row. Did you? Oh, so, check yeah, it out at LettermanRow.com. No, no need to like plug my own story, but yeah, yeah they're, they're having a ton of fun. Plug your own story. This is Spence at LettermanRow.com. <laughs> Go read that damn story. Right. They, they're having a lot of fun, and just Sean Cornell said that. He said the difference between this last year's Maryland game when they nearly lost and this year's Maryland game is going to be they're going to have fun playing. Yeah. And they're just having a good time, and it's really relaxing in the woody right now. Dude, yeah. winning is fun, and they were winning last year. But they were winning ugly last year because our defense was so trifling. And they got that Terrible. situation rectified. and They fixed that bro, real quick. 1,000%. The one question I got, too, um, is do we see a situation to where one of these coaches are leaving for a head coaching job? I know before Urban Meyer had it in there that he expected guys to be with him for, what, two or three years? Um, and if you wasn't – two years, and then after that, if you wasn't uh, – up for a head coaching job then something was wrong you necessarily wasn't doing a great job I but you, Jeff Halfley yeah. that guy right there is he going to be up for a head coaching job and then Brian Hartline I, get, I know I, he's not a coordinator yet so you want to kind of hold the horses on that but, I get but, you Hartline one more year but with the way that he's able to recruit are we going to see that at some point in time I mean the I defense mean, I, I think I think one of the defense coaches has to yeah. because of how much better that we've shown without changing guys. We don't change a lot of personnel on the defense side of the football. We change the scheme. So that tells you something, that the coaching staff that was put into place here, all right, maybe one of these guys are going to go. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say, uh, what's the, uh, why am I forgetting his name right now? What's the head defensive coordinator? I know Taffley is the assistant. Greg Madison. Greg, Greg Madison. Madison. I don't see Greg going anywhere because he's been a coordinator most of his career. He's like 80 years old. Exactly. And, and that's and, it. It's like, it's, and does he, he want to be a he head probably, coach at that point? He's probably having a good time right now. Right. You know, winning, you know. <laughs> but we just talked about having fun. And uh, Halfley stood at the podium quite a few times and mm-hmm. said how much fun he's having, how much he loves being with Coach Day because Coach Day lets him have a family. Right. And it's not all football. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm not saying that they're going to stay. I'm just saying Dave Foster is a culture kind of like Dabo does. Right. And you've seen Dabo's assistants all stick around because they just love being there because right. it's an easy way well, to raise a family and be a football coach. I know money talks. No, no, I, no. I'm just saying, well, Ohio State going to have to. If they yeah, they're going to have to help, give them sure. money. If they want to keep these guys around, they're going to have to up up the ante now. That's that's for sure. Yeah, so that, that's a big question of mine, man, is, is what happens there. Um, well, give me your uh, – before we get done talking about you know, kind of college football and going transition to the NFL. I want to have your your guy. Who who's your guy that you think is is going to New York? Your guys. I think Chase Young should go. I think he is going to go. I think they're going to break the mold and, and send a defensive guy. Um, who was the last defensive guy to go? Was a Honey Badger? Yeah, yeah, he was the last one. Uh, and Dom, no, uh, Manti Teo in twenty twelve. He finished second. He finished second. Okay. Oh. Two, was uh, Honey Badger that same year too? Uh. I don't. Man. I didn't think so. Maybe it was. I know he was there in New York for uh, for the Heisman. So I think they are going to send uh, Chase Young. I would love to see J.K. I think it's going to be uh, depending on how he finishes the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think if he goes off with a bang and rip off a couple of two hundred yard games, he's going to sit there. Um, I don't know how you can do it without having Joe Burrow there. Um, you're certainly going to have. I don't even know if you have two in that discussion this year because of I the injury. Out of it. He, I think he's out of it. He hasn't necessarily played a bunch of games. Um, Jalen Marshall. Who are you talking about? Um, I don't know why I was about to say Jalen Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> the quarterback from uh, Oklahoma. Oh, Jalen Hurt. Jalen Hurt. Without question. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, bro. With that loss, though, I think it hurts. His, his, it hurt him, but yeah. when you look at his numbers and all that stuff, yeah. you can his still numbers are crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'll get a seat. Um, I think it's Joey's to lose, though, man. That's the craziest thing in the world to sit here and say is Joe Burrow's to lose. And when I say it's craziest, craziest thing but to if say, it ain't Joe Burrow's. I think it's Chase Young. It's not because of his play. It's because of the fact that we had his ass here on Ohio State's roster, and he's gone somewhere else, about to win a Heisman Trophy, and potentially be a top pick in the draft. But that's why it's crazy. But you understand the circumstances. But what does that say about Ohio State? As we just talked about, you know, coaches come here, and. You know, you might be assistant coach, but you're looking to to get a head coaching job after either one or two years. You know, you have players who there might be some guys here that's, that's sitting on the bench right now at Ohio State. We know for a fact they can go and start at uh, other school. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Master T, he probably could start at any other school, especially in the Big Ten. Right. You know, but but most schools, but it, that just says so much about Ohio State, about all the talent that they got coming in here, man. So it's impressive. It is. It is. Hats off to them, man. But uh, but before, I, before we make this transition, man, I want to talk something about uh, Florida State. I know you saw that uh, old Willie Taggart, yeah, and got fired. What was Willie at before there? Was he at Oregon? He was at Oregon for a year, and he was at USF for three years. He bought at USF. He had a okay year at Oregon, right? He did end up with a losing record at USF. Did he? But he, he had some the good last year, the, the third year before he went to Oregon was really good. Yeah, so he boasts to Oregon for that head coaching opportunity. Take one year. Then he goes to FSU, and that's a situation that everybody thought was going to be like a great deal because we watched Jimbo Fisher. We watched what he was able to do down there. He's able to recruit. He won a national championship. He has them in legitimate games um, and, and playing very well. And now they just fall face flat off of the earth so the question i have is like man what the hell is up with fsu and really what's up with jimbo fisher because you look at where he is right now at texas a&m he got 75 million dollars to leave fsu i mean money he's in texas i i think the money was the situation with that well but he's in texas he's got recruits why isn't he winning there if he was able to do it down at fsu which i mean from everything that i hear they got the oldest facilities i mean it's not the best kept place 
and it's just uh, I mean <laughs> I really wonder what's going on out at FSU seriously though and, and what's going on at Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher why he can't get guys to go there and why he can't win there he was given all the money they got great facilities and he left a place that is essentially in shambles right now he should have stayed at Florida State why if you're getting paid that much money, you I mean, got better that, facilities and stuff. That's, that's why I say money plays a big fact factor in the I don't mind them leaving. It's like, all right, why the fuck aren't you winning? You get paid this much bread. I mean, they have terrible academic standards at Florida State. They were like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They, I mean, they were like 100. Right now, they're like 129th. And you guys know how important academic progress rate is to right, the yeah. university. So they're like 129th out of 130 at Florida State. They got to get some like, good they, walk-ons, man. Those, those guys cannot – it's bad. Like but the academics is bad, and they got like a lot of problems in the athletic department. It's even very, more reason it's why they should be getting players. Embarrassing, because and of the academic standards so low. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. They're at their athlete academics. They need to go football. get some, some walk-ons. We'll I don't think Jimbo is allowed to do that. At, 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 okay, so maybe that's what it is. That's the difference. But you would think he's able to recruit or what, man? But yeah, Florida State's a mess, though. Right. It's, it's absolutely a mess. If I'm a head coach, I'm not looking at that opportunity. Um, one of the head coaches, I don't even know if people put this thing together. I know a lot of people have been talking about Urban Meyer to, to USC. Yeah. Pat Chun. Pat Chun just got the 80 job at USC. Pat Chun was here at Ohio State, left Washington State to go to SC. See, you feel like something's smoking there? Pat Chun get the 80 job? Isn't he the 80? Or was no, he huh? they, no he, they didn't hire him. They, they didn't hired hire the guy him. from Cincinnati. Mike Bone. Oh shit! But, but he, but it hasn't even been official yet. But Pat Chun was in that interview process, right, for SC's job. People said he should have been. Yeah, I don't know okay, if he so got I thought he yet. was, and I thought that. I see. Here I am, wrong, and <laughs> spit out completely wrong information. I'm thinking that Pat Chun has the job smoke, in SC. Smoking. No, the, but the two choices: if they wanted to hire Urban Meyer at USC, they would have hired Pat Chun, or they would. And have that's hired, why I really thought that they had already had already hired Pat, or they would have hired Jeremy Foley, who was his athletic Urban's athletic director at Florida. Got you. So you got two guys who could just step in there and get Urban if they wanted him, and they but didn't. They chose not to hire those. What two I was, people. what direction I was getting ready to go in was, okay, Pat Chun's the AD. I thought so at USC. He doesn't get Urban. Does he go to Luke Fickle? Now Ooh. I can sit there and say, okay, so Pat Chun isn't the AD at uh, at SC. The AD at Cincinnati, right? Is what you're saying? Is the AD at USC now unofficially? Does he go after Luke Fickle if he can't get Urban Meyer? And what's that look like? If you're Luke Fickle, uh, do you take a job like that? Mm. I mean, is that that's, one of those jobs that you can't not take? That's 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 hey, that's what I was getting that, to anyway. Sorry for throwing Pat Chun in there, hey, but Luke Fickle to stage, SC. That's big that stage, big steps. Yeah, man, but you, all, you you go back and you look at Cincinnati over the past I don't know but 10, they, 12 years. Most of their coaches who it's all, it's always been a stepping stone. Yeah, always yeah, been a stepping stone yeah, for other coaches. Yeah. And Luke Fickle is right in line. I mean, their only loss this year has come to the number one team in the country. I mean, they and it be last year. I mean, maybe UCF. Yeah, I mean, so they they won some damn good games. And Luke Fickle, he hasn't been that position to where are right, the one loss. Maybe last year, would they lose two, two games? Maybe like all I'll right. Tell you what. At what point is this going to start uh, for him? I know last year he had, he had opportunities that he turned down. Is USC a job that he can't turn down? Then you look at Florida State because they just uh, opened up. Is that a job that Luke Fickle goes to? I personally wouldn't recommend it. Well, I don't even know. Because they, I can see FSU opening up the checkbook, and Luke is a guy that knows how to recruit his ass off. I was about off. to say that, man. He could probably write the ship because he, he could write the ship and get the standards up to where they need to be. It might take him a year or two down there at the time. Yeah, but but I think that's a job he possibly could turn around. <clears throat> Do you think it was fair for FSU to fire the coach in his second year of middle of the season? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't mind it. But I, one of the things I like for him, though, I think it was the, the – He getting paid, though. It's the largest buyout in college yeah, football history. $18 million. Second, second largest. $18 million. So go get paid, man. Go get paid. Sit at home and go take a job <laughs> and, and another year or two. Exactly. <laughs> I don't got any issue with it, man. Oh, that's man. it for college football for me, man. Where do you want to go here? <laughs> that's good. Again, that's sorry. Hilarious. I screwed that up with Pat Chan. I'm going to drop some info that I thought was <laughs> – Accurate and completely off. The fickle tie still worked. Exactly. The Mike Bone thing. You guys 100%. saved a little bit. Right. Big time. Man, that's silly. Uh, Beans, I, I, I got to bring up, I'm going to say our team because I ain't going to lie. I jumped on the bandwagon once we once we made all these big moves, man. But I want to talk about our Browns, man. Yeah. What the heck is going on with our Browns? Then we got, we got, we got players, Jermaine Whitehead having a outbursts on social media right. man the the team is just in shambles you losing right now, a bet man, man. like yeah, I, shit I, I feel bad for you man honestly like bro. there's almost no way that i'm gonna be able to <laughs> win this bet with will so i will be taking him to the steakhouse of his Miami, choice uh of his choice but what's up with him i mean everything i mean you go look at the coaching hold on let's start here let's start at the i think the most well I wasn't going to say start at Kitchen, but I kind of want to start at Baker. Well, man. you got to start the coach, though, first and foremost. Well, all right. Look, let's start at Kitchen. Yeah, I mean, okay, kitchen, a- kitchen, kitchen has, you know, he does a great job taking over at the end of the year last year. Wasn't all him. All right, we'll continue. You're right. He <laughs> – it shouldn't even been him that got the coaching job, in my my opinion. But, uh, you know, he, he gets the job. He comes back this year and – he has all these players. I mean, he has all the talent. I mean, not just on the offensive side of the ball, on the defense side of the ball as well. And it just seems like we can't. His play calling has been trash this year. Yeah, I because, mean, you know, last year you go back and you look at what Ohio, what, uh, I would say Ohio State, what the Browns were. The Browns were a run first football team that had a quarterback to where you put him in a situation where you, he's dinks and dunks. He doesn't have these. Five step drop. No, he's dropping back three steps, looking where he's going, and he's putting the ball there in that in that spot. Now you're asking a young quarterback to do too much, and I think you're asking him to do too much with the rookie head coach. The thing was about Kitchens, it, it wasn't the fact that he's he's a head coach; it's the fact that he's never been a coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's never really called an offense for an entire year. He did it sporadically last year, but that wasn't his forte. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at last year and, and this team. I mean. Greg, Greg, what's the guy's name? Uh, Greg, Greg Williams Mike. ran the defense. Yeah. I mean, you had a lot of the offensive coaches who had some some coordinator experience pitching and what he was doing. And Freddie's relationship with Baker Mayfield, him being all right in the quarterback room working with him, that's what got him the job. But I mean, I like Freddie as a person. I thought Freddie was a good position coach. Yeah, yeah he but said as a when, person. Yeah, when you, when you ask him to take over an entire football team, that's tough business right there, yeah. especially so, so, when you got a number one pick and you got all these other personalities that you're trying to get him to manage because the head coach's job is not to just call plays at all. A lot of head coaches don't even call plays. The head coach's job is to be able to manage personalities and manage the team and put him in the best situations when adversity strikes. And I don't know that Freddie has ever – he hasn't had to do that yeah. because he hasn't been a head coach or even a coordinator for that matter. So do you see this situation as – you know, is it more on Freddie Kitchens or is it more on the players? Well, I think it's obviously you got to look at the head coach. You got to look at the people making the decisions above the head coach. So you got to bring in Dorsey in this situation and say, why did you hire a rookie head coach 
with no coordinator experience. The only coordinator experience that we're talking about him having is the little bit of time that he had in the previous season. Yeah. So, one, why are you making a decision? What went into that decision? Mm-hmm. Was it, okay, these two have a pretty good relationship, meaning Freddie and, um, and Baker? Baker? Or was it that, you know what, I don't want to hire the other guy, I mean, Greg Williams, because I don't necessarily want to deal with uh, the strong personality that he has and he's been a coordinator. He's been successful as a coordinator. So maybe if he's a head coach, I got to butt heads with him a little bit too much. Yeah. Did he want full control? So you got to look at the head first yeah. before you try to uh, well, look at the uh, entire body of this deal. Well, And then you look at the players. Yeah. Now we're looking at the players. Now you got Baker Mayfield. Right, so, but you only can do what position you're pit in, right? Yeah. Well, unless you're a great guy. Baker Mayfield wasn't a great quarterback. He was good. Won a Heisman Trophy. But that – that's the that's the thing, you see this a lot. You, you see a lot of guys who are great quarterbacks in college mm-hmm. that come. It really don't transition to the NFL. You know, you get a handful, but guys that are that have all the stats and crazy mm-hmm. numbers and most of the time that come come out of uh, college, they don't really do too much when they come to the league. It'd be that guy like a, you know, obviously Russell Wilson had good numbers when he was in, in college, but. It wasn't like crazy, crazy numbers. But a guy like Russell Wilson, I mean, that guy's a great quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. We talking about yeah, but Baker wasn't that. Well, Baker wasn't like his overly he was just accurate like a good guy. Athlete. Exactly, he was a good athlete. Um, he could make some plays. Certainly, he can throw a ball. I mean, but in, in terms of being overly accurate, overly overly precise, I mean, you could just look at his decision making. The time he tried to run from the police. In my opinion, and look at that situation. <laughs> you like, bring that up, bro? yeah, bro. It's like I mean, what quarterbacks in college that you know that make great decisions on the football field are doing some stupid shit like that? I mean, all right, bro, chill. I'm trying to run. Come back even that. I mean, nah, man. Like, I like Baker. I had high hopes, um, and I still don't think it's over for him. I think he can't right the ship. But if we're saying that he's just pure pocket guy, you know, he can. Throw these, no, that's not him. So I don't think he's ever going to be uh, in the upper echelon. We're talking about him as a top five quarterback. But can he be a top tier quarterback in the league? I think he can. I think he can be a good quarterback. Great. I don't see that from him. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to be a challenging year this year for the Browns, obviously, because, I mean, you have, I mean, obviously Kitchen was, was there, but he becomes a, a new coach. You can bring all these new guys around, and it's like, it's, it, it really takes time. For all that to jail, you know, guys got to get used to uh, playing playing with with, with each other. Um, you bring a, one of one of the top receivers in, and Odell Beckham. You don't know how 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 that's gonna play out, which it it really hasn't played out good. Not, not saying anything bad about Odell, but he hasn't just been getting the balls that he used to to getting. Yeah, but I don't even think it has to do with. I mean, yeah, guys have to jail, and but if you. Just think of it like this, man. I think it always starts with the head. Who's the head of that organization? Who's the head of that program? Now, you saying like the GM, the owner? The GM, the owner, the, the coach. coach. I mean, okay. in those situations, you could pick guys in there and just bring them in and everything is going to flow. Tom Brady, I mean, look at him. He's a great quarterback, great leader. But Bill Belichick is the glue that's going to hold it together. I guarantee it's funny. Yeah, it's when, funny. when Tom Brady exits uh, the New England Patriots, they just don't fall face flat. Because Tom Brady not. right now, I mean, he's not just – setting the world on fire with his numbers, but no. because of the system that they have in play and because of the head and the way that he has things structured, they're able to just go in and flow. You look at another coach that I believe in an organization that's so undervalued and underrated in terms of being compared to uh, the New England Patriots, 
You look at the Seattle Seahawks. You look at what Pete Carroll was being able to do out there. Mm -hmm. He's consistently had them in the playoffs. They've had some some spurts, but they have consistently been a good football team. And you've been able to bring guys in, and they've been able to just gel and go, no matter who that personality has been. Like, hey. So it all depends on who's the head. Like I told you, man, I just think the Browns need to move to another city, man. <laughs> start over, start off fresh, man, and and, and just get that thing re rolling again. Because it just don't seem like we can just get it together in, in Cleveland, Ohio. But with that being said, I think I don't think you fire Freddie after this year. No, yeah, you can't. You can't fire uh, Freddie. But my question is, do you go out and get another quarterback? I don't think you do that either. I think what you do is you go out and you get yourself a legitimate uh, offensive coordinator, somebody who knows how to cause plays, knows how to work with a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, work with a different person. I mean, we already got somebody that can work with the personalities. Hell, they got the receiver coach who was Jarvis and Odell's receiver coach in college there. Yeah. So you got that squared away. Get a legit offensive coordinator. But Freddie's the one who hired Ryan, Ryan Lindley. To be the quarterbacks coach when Bro. he could have retained Ken Zampezi, who's worked wonders with quarterbacks. Ryan Lindley was the quarterback. We drafted Ryan Lindley when I'm I was not, in Arizona. No offense to Ryan Lindley. No, but still, it's like, come on, this, he got a limited amount of experience. When you hire a when you hire a running backs coach as your head coach, that's, you're that's gonna get you're gonna get bad coordinators yeah, 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 because no. he doesn't have the guys. He doesn't know the guys. Like Steve Wilkes was an unmitigated disaster in <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. So what do they do? Hired to run uh, the defense with all this this talent. The Munkin. I, I, he's not an upper echelon offense coordinator, but right. if they would have hired a proven coordinator or head coach, maybe they would have better coordinators. Exactly. I think I I'm out on with I'm not with you, Bean. I think they got to fire Freddie. After but this can year. you do that? It's too many penalties, but, too many embarrassments, the whitehead thing. Like you, you can't. Excuse me. You got to look at the fact that this is the Cleveland Browns and. You've already set precedent that, all right, I don't give a heck here. I'll fire a head coach in a minute. Do you want to continue to do that? And then what quality head coach is going to sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to take this job because it's a head coaching job? No, because I've seen that any sign of struggle in Cleveland, they'll fire me in a heartbeat. But so the, I got no security right there. But isn't it different but because it, hey, Dorsey, can, now. Dorsey can admit, hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have hired Freddie. Let me get a real head coach and we'll win this thing. Because Dorsey's different than I, – I look at the Browns as – all the Brown stuff before Dorsey and then Dorsey, and it's kind of two separate franchises right. because he's done things that they haven't even – they're two yeah, and six, I mean, and he still has done things that are unheard of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how you do it. I just don't think you do – I don't think you fire him. I think you go and bring somebody else in, at offensive coordinator, and you mandate that, and you mandate some coaching changes. And I, I remember the offensive line coach who was the O-line coach last year. He was on ESPN earlier in the season, and he was talking about uh, – you know, Freddie Kitchens and the Browns and how mm-hmm. he thought that and all the other assistants thought they would be retained because of how well they had played. And he felt like that Freddie Kitchens left them all out to dry because essentially those were the guys who put you in this great situation and look good right. and to be able to right the ship last year and you let all these guys go. I don't know why you do that. If I'm a guy, I'm keeping everybody. If I look as good as I did last year, I'm keeping everybody in, in play. And I know you got friends and you want to bring those guys on board and all that, different relationships. But to hell with that. At some point in time, you got to look out for your career. And, hey, bro, man. I'm looking at what, what works. I know we brought up the uh, Jermaine Whitehead situation, man. Let me ask you this. What were your thoughts when you seen that, man? Like, I thought it was stupid. It was like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was stupid, but it's like, dude. At that point, you, you immediately say, oh, my shit was hacked. Yeah, oh, That's yeah. It. My shit was hacked. <laughs> I said it about Twitter was hacked. 
There's no way I'm admitting, especially when the coaches call me and ask me, hey, what's this? I don't know what the hell that is. Look at right. my phone. I'm not, I didn't send that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to lose my job behind that. And then it's like, bro, the shit that you texting or tweeting, it's like, come on, man. That ain't you. you to be like, yeah, yeah, this no, is football. Right. Right. This ain't the streets. Right. right. Why? You right. are in the National Football League. What street element do you need to bring to the National Football League? Nice. Like, for what? Nice. And you're talking to a reporter. Yeah. Yeah, Dustin Fox, yeah, Fox was a former <laughs> football player. But nonetheless, what his job is now that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And to talk about the you. team. <laughs> like, why are you bringing any of that shit into it? That's yeah. the dumbest shit in the world to me, man. Yeah. The dumbest shit. What you got? You got something to say on that, Spence? Okay, I just want to make sure, man. Because that's, that's ever, the most ridiculous thing. Have you ever ran, uh, ran into a situation like that where, you know, man, you got people fans. that you want to say some stuff back to with fans and different reporters and all that, but you don't got to do it the way in which he did it. If he but went at him is, and said something cool, but the way you do it and what you're saying, bro, that's. He handled that totally the wrong way. Obviously, 100%. I. We we've all been in that situ- situation where you pissed off, you know, you pissed off, you mad, you know, and he even used used the excuse, but I'm I'm, I'm out here playing with a broke hand. Okay, it's a lot, it's a lot of people out here playing. Leave it right there. Say that. That's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's fine. That response is okay. Dude, all right. Dude. But I mean, Dustin didn't even say anything so drastic. I mean, he said he's out there. What he's tackling ghosts or something like that. Something crazy. You start telling reporters they're gonna get smoked, and that you need, you're gonna catch Bro, them in the streets. You gotta like, cut what, him, what, are you, yeah. what are you doing? You gotta nobody, cut him. And he'll probably never get a job. Ever I bet again nobody's ever told Berm or Tim or Austin. Bro, hey, let me catch you in the streets. <laughs> Bro, the crazy thing is, wasn't Dorsey? Didn't Dorsey have him on the roster before the other team? Was it with uh? Was it with Green Bay? Oh, I remember. Where was Dorsey before he was his roster? Was it Green Bay? He's at Kansas City. Kansas City. So maybe it was Kansas City that he had him on the roster before. I thought I read something like that. And that this is a guy that gives you another opportunity and you just shit on him like that, bro. Like, come on, man. That's just dumb. No, with the Browns. Dumb. I'm tired of talking about the Browns. Well, yeah. on, let's, let's talk about this dude, man. Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton went on IR today. Is this Cam Newton's – did we see Cam Newton he in done. the Panthers He's done uniform with the Panthers, for the last time? I think I, I I think his his time with the Panthers is done, but I think he will be a great pickup for, I'm, and I and maybe he might not be a starter. Maybe he be. Oh, a, he's a starter. I mean, there's no way Cam goes anywhere. He's not starting. I, I get what you're saying. I think you're dumb if you don't have him as a starting quarterback. Well, go ahead. My bad. No, what I was gonna say is, you know, what if he go to a team like the Patriots though? Why would he go to the Patriots? Because Tom Brady might be on his last leg. If the Patriots, I mean, you got to think a team has to trade for him. If New England Patriots trade for him, okay, that's a situation where I'm just throwing it out there. I, I'm just saying, like, for, for, I mean, but I mean, we've seen where players can try to block trades and do all okay types of crazy. What stuff. if you had a chance to come to the Browns? Would you like that? Yeah, I would take Cam with the Browns. Um, yeah, hell yeah, I would take Cam with the Browns. Would you start him over Baker? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> It's a Cam's thing, man. We're, I mean, he's a baller, man. Let's not forget, he's a couple of years removed from winning the MVP in the yeah. National Football League. Uh-huh. Uh, Cam's thing has been he won the Heisman. He's been banged up. Yeah, he's been injured. Yeah, and when you banged up and injured, I mean, that forces you to do some uncharacteristic things in your game. Yeah, I think it was the smartest thing in the world for Cam to say. You know what? Let's put me on. Even IR. if the leg deal, the foot deal wasn't that bad, it's the smartest thing in the world for him to go on IR because it's like, all right. I look at back. where we are as a football team right yeah. now. They're doing decent with the with the backup quarterback, but I don't see us making right. a run anyways because I look at the pieces of the puzzle that we have. Let me go ahead and just chill and rest up finally, and, and get a hundred percent healthy, 
And not to worry about it because you look at the offseason that he's had. He's what's dealing with shoulder yeah, surgery. Short, short, and yeah, he has foot, like he's been banged up yeah. every single offseason. Let me take that time to get right. And then, okay, whatever team I go to next year, be 100% full board and ready to go. The two teams I would the two teams I would want if I was Cam Newton, the Chicago Bears. Yep. You don't have to score many points. Mm-hmm. Your defense is good. And the Tennessee Titans. 100%. There's only there's the, only two teams I would even want to consider other than the Panthers. If I'm not on the Panthers, right. I want Chicago or I want Tennessee. You got two good defenses, good had, receivers, mm-hmm. and you 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 could win that. Chicago both of those would be very very pretty for him. I to think go Tennessee there. is going to be good before with Brady. Trade, before the trade uh, deadline, they were talking about you know I guess the Titans and the Panthers had some talks would maybe maybe possibly getting getting that that deal done. So. It might be something that we see during the offseason. I hope so, man. Yeah. I really do because I like Cam as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like the way he dressed. But <laughs> oh, man. He'll be wearing some bullshit sometimes. But nonetheless, man. he's a hard quarterback. I think he's trying, trying, trying something different. Man. <laughs> um, speaking of NFL, though, still, um, we look at the 49ers, man. This is a team who's still undefeated. Um been playing well. Uh, we got a Bosa brother over there who's been freaking balling. Bro, it's crazy because he might be in discussion legitimately. He's going to get a uh, rookie uh, defense player. Of the year. I think that's hands down, but he might be in discussion for, for that for big, the big one. Defensive player of the year, man. If he continues on this path and they continue winning, why don't you consider him for that? This is crazy. I mean, do you see them as a. They got a big game coming up, so I don't want to answer this until after after they play Monday Night Football. Right, I'll answer the Seahawks. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna answer it, but it's like it's like they've been balling, man. And I kind of look at them as that team that has a, a complete team. You know, they got two good running backs over there. They got a they got a whole bunch of good receivers. They did good a good job of picking up Emmanuel Sanders uh, Emmanuel Sanders for another receiver. They got a tight end. The offensive line is good. The defense is good. They have that complete team that you want to have. They do. But one of the things, I I think they are legit. I think they can make a playoff run. The big game, pressure on the line, fourth quarter, you're down by seven points. It's 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 two minutes left in the game. I don't think that they got a big-time quarterback. Quarterback? Yeah, yeah, quarterback. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback that they have, I mean. He's, he's, shown, it, it, he's shown some some – some steps this year. Damn, but, I, but he doesn't show me anything to, to make yeah. me say that right, he's the legit that's why, guy. He's the guy. That's why I said I want to say after they play the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, and the Seahawks. I mean, they've been very good this year. Russell Wilson is probably yeah. MVP yeah. Um, of the league. But that's the one thing that I, I look at and say, you know what? He's good enough to win him games. He's yeah. good enough to you know get him in the playoffs and all that. And they got a great defense and they they run the ball. It's better, just about better than anybody in the league. They got a hell of a one-two punch. right Yeah. Now. So all those things considered. They're in position to be a, a damn good team and to make a nice run, but to win that big one, I think you got to have. Well, I don't even necessarily. I can't even say that, but I, I think you do have to have a legitimate quarterback um, at some point, and it's going to show. And I don't think they have that. I think he's legit. I just don't think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, put it that way. I mean, what made me think about it when you said that? I looked at when Peyton won his second Super Bowl. Peyton was. I ain't gonna say he was terrible, but he he wasn't. He wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> he was didn't bad. win it because of him. Put it that right. Way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they had a pretty good running game. I, I, I just, I'm not saying that these guys are going to win the Super Bowl. I, I think they have the chance to to make a run in the playoffs and right. get to the Super Bowl. So I just look at them as I just want to see what your thoughts was overall. Do you think they're like they just on a 
a lucky uh, run uh, right now, or I think they legit. Team. They got a pretty good team right now. They legit, man. Yeah. You don't win. What are they? Seven and zero, eight and zero. You don't do that by accident. Yeah, I want to talk about th- th- this guy that you you brought up a couple weeks, and you said this guy was better than another guy. Oh, real quick, is, is that the game that you wanted to, to take though? Because we, we talked about some bet DSI stuff in one of the games that we were going to take in yeah, the league. Yeah, we don't get to that. You want to do it right now? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, if that's one of the games you want to take. We don't got to necessarily just break them all down, but if that's right. one of the games you, you're taking right there, who, who you got in that situation? Seahawks. Where the game at? It's in San Francisco. What's the uh, spread on that one? San Francisco minus six. San Francisco minus six. I'm going – I know I didn't do well last week, but when I, when I go – Hold on, hold on. Let me go first. Let me go first. If you're thinking about it, I'm going to go I shit. I think about I mean, it. Who you going with there? I'm going with the Seahawks. That's what I'm going with, the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> oh, man, you got to make up some ground. I'd go with the Niners. No, nah, I'm going Seahawks here, man. <laughs> I'm going Seahawks. Hey, that's why I wanted to go first. Bro. Hey, if I'd have picked the same person he picked, man, it'd be like, oh, he's just falling. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm going Seahawks on this one, man. So for Russell sources, Wilson is the truth right man. now, bro. bro he's looks the so dude is a freaking good. winner, man. He's looked so good this year. And that's another team that run the ball damn good, too. And hold on, I forgot. Who they just get? Josh Gordon. But I'm I'm not even, like, enamored by that. Um, I because, ain't saying that, but, bro, that's another weapon, though. That's yeah, a piece. could be. But hold on. Is he playing, though? I think he's playing this week, yeah. He could have played last week, but for whatever reason, they didn't play him. Um, Why did yeah. they let him go? I don't know, man. They said some it's not about work, stuff. I think. But he, he, wasn't, like he wasn't productive as he was last year with him. And maybe this lights a fire under his ass and say, "Hey, man, you got to go honestly, ahead and- honestly, you know, I feel like I, I feel like they like big receivers out there too in Seattle. Yeah, um, maybe he just wasn't the fit for New England because New England got those receivers that just kind of like those fast little guys. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was. Man, he was on track to have a thousand yard season last year. Before La- that's last year. I'm talking about this year. Yeah, but you say he wasn't the fit. He was a fit for him at one, some point in time because he was about to have a thousand yard season until he every year. Every year is different though. Right? No. Yes. <laughs> it's not yes, right. Yes, it is, man. You're a good player. You're a good player. You're a fit. You're a fit. <sighs> this year, that motherfucker, he just didn't play good because he was lazy, <laughs> according to them. So, <laughs> anyways, man, we're going to talk about this dude because you said something, and I was calling you crazy, but after after last week's game, these dudes beat the freaking Patriots, who was undefeated. You told me a couple weeks that Lamar Jackson – was better than Michael Vick. Yep. And I might have to say I ain't gonna I ain't gonna totally agree with you, but I ain't looking I ain't looking at you as crazy no more because dude is a beast, man. Yeah, man. It, it and he is. really needs nothing. I mean, he could take over a game by him by himself. I think the one thing that you are concerned about is okay, let's say he get injured. And we've seen that story before with running quarterbacks, but he's been able to avoid the big hit. He can make all the plays, and he is better than Vic, in my opinion, especially running the ball, bro, especially running the ball. You watch him make so many guys miss and create so many plays out of nothing and take over games. Bro, now, when you look at the stat line, the passing line, it isn't going to be there. It was at the beginning of the year, the first game of the season, where he ripped off you know, 300-something yards. It's not going to be there consistently, but the dude is a beast, and he's going to affect the game in so many different ways. you got to account for him on every single play. There's not many guys out there like that. Yeah. You got to account for every single thing that he does. And just think about this. We just talked about the Browns. We just talked about the Chicago Bears. They could have had the Browns Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But no, everybody was against it. <laughs> and here you have a good coach <laughs> in Harbaugh and him saying, you know what? 
this isn't the traditional guy in which we we've had but let's change it up shit we think he's good enough and they get him and everybody's just blown away by him. yeah, yeah he's my, better than Vic in my opinion my dude is a beast man he uh let's get to these uh let's get to these picks man we lingering the show on man. we're going on an hour now man let's get to these picks oh well get to the picks then yeah man where, where we at man hopefully i gotta get some rede- well not hopefully i'm getting some redemption this week all right we're gonna start with the big ones uh, we're gonna wait till the, for to save that Buckeye one. Actually, let's just start with the Buckeye one. Right. Get it out of the way. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Ohio State yes. minus forty three. Yes. At home, you got him covering. Yes. Shit, forty three. I say that's gonna score away by forty, but forty three. Yes, I got him covering this man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Boom's got well, hey, forty three, a lot of points. Is, oh, hey, since this is since this is the give Boom praise show. All right. Are you finally ready to say they're going to win the national title like Boom did in August? I'm going to have to find that clip and get it loaded yeah. up in here. Yeah, because he did say that. Yeah, I am. All right. I am. All right. Uh, stay in the Big Ten. Penn State minus seven at Minnesota. Minnesota is undefeated, but Penn State just got that top four spot. What do you think? I'm taking Minnesota in this one. Like uh, straight up, or are you taking Penn State like, to cover? I'm taking them to, them to cover. To cover? I, the I, seven? Have you watched Minnesota play today? Yeah, I have. You know, uh, there's a guy by the name of Antoine Winfield Jr. who's been – Incredible. Yeah, James Franklin said he has a man crush on Antoine. Yesterday he said, I have a man crush on Antoine Winfield. Dude, he is he is his daddy's son. Antoine Winfield, his daddy, was the best player, pound for pound, to ever come through Ohio State on the defensive side of football. He got his son play for Antoine Winfield, Winfield Jr. I don't Both know. Both I think his other son is over there too, but he might be a freshman. How the heck, but, how the heck that happened? You know, he got that Akron Akron bloodline too running through the veins too, man. Hey, so hold how the heck did that happen, though? Because he was little, undersized, and, you know, people didn't know what he was going to pan out to be. But hold on. Can you give uh, Berm the, Berm the <laughs> headphones? Because we want to know how did yeah, that happen. How the heck did that happen? Um, You know, it's one of those things. It was We were just talking about It this. was the Urban Meyer time at Ohio State, and the Buckeyes weren't always interested in chasing three-star prospects, right. um, especially when there were higher-ranked players close to home. Antoine Jr. came into camp one time, ran like a four three five or something stupid too. Like, I mean, he put on a good show, but they just never went after him. And then, wow. but neither did anybody else. I mean, he ended up in Minnesota, it's right? Like, and he's from from Dallas, is where he grew up. So, yeah. grew up um, in Minnesota. He did went he? to high school in Dallas. He went to high school in Dallas, but uh, he, nobody else offered him either. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't like there were even like schools uh, like Oklahoma State and that even didn't get about in. That. So. Man, that's a that's one of those deals, I man. I think, think if Tress was the coach. Oh, he definitely would have been here. Yeah, he would have got the scholarship because he was a good player. Yeah. And, and then his daddy, he's his daddy's son. So you got to think about that bloodline. daddy's son. Bro, he's lights. He, he legit, I might be going out on a limb here, but he legit might be the first, second safety taken in the draft this year. And that's really? legit right there. Yeah, he's that good. How tall is he? He's I mean, little like his dad. His dad was a 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, he's little. Yeah. He ain't that much bigger, but he brings that balling. thunder. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, um, who you got? Bro? It's, all, it's all love there, but I ain't pay, I ain't taking Minnesota. All right, Penn, yeah, State. Penn State. Okay, yeah. what's what's the spread though? Uh, seven. seven. Oh. Yeah. I actually have Minnesota covering this game. I think it's the biggest game in Minnesota since World War Two. Yeah, so. <laughs> since World War Two, it is. It's the biggest game in Minnesota since like 1944 or something like that. Crazy. Uh, LSU at Alabama. You knew we were going to pick this one. Yes, Alabama's LSU. a six point favorite. I can't believe you guys didn't talk about it at all. But let's talk now. Yeah, Alabama's a six-point favorite. They're doing this. Man, I don't know how they're making them a six-point favorite. I um, got LSU, man. I got LSU winning the game, covering the spread. Man, 
Disrespect, huh? Well, oh, it's at LSU too, right? And, no. It's Alabama? Okay, so it's not in Death Valley. All right. Um, is Tua playing? It's unknown. You, you know he's I playing. would bet the farm that he yeah, he's playing. playing though. But he ain't going to be, man, he might He might take one hit and might be done. You know what? I'm, I'm switching my pick here. I'm going to Alabama. That SEC title game a couple years ago where he was injured, mm-hmm. I mean, he got hurt early in the game. I mean, he's he's and The NFL is going to have to take a good look at him because he has been hurt. In some of the big games. In every big game he's played in, he's yeah. gotten hurt. I just – I don't know, man. Give me give me Alabama in this one. I'm switching mine, man. I I had to go back and think about it. I talked a little bit about uh, LSU's defense, how I wasn't overly impressed with them, and I thought you could score some points on them if two was playing. Yeah, give me Alabama, man. But – All right. All right. Now, yeah, go ahead to the next one. <laughs> no, you got some? You got some? <laughs> no, I don't have anything important. Go ahead. No. Hey, this is your show. It's, yeah, no, no, no. But it's, <laughs> it's not the Spencer and Boom show. No, but it's, it's not that important, though. So, All right. Let's move along. Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, nine and a half point favorite. Iowa at Wisconsin? Yeah. Oh, Wisconsin. I don't know if either team can score nine yeah. and a half. Right. <laughs> Meet me, Wisconsin. All right. Uh, Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to be mad. Yeah. Number nine yeah, yeah, in the country. What's that spread? 14 and a half. I just want to see if you guys think they'll cover. I think this could be a game. I think they'll cover. Yeah, I think they'll they cover, cover too. Right. They know they got to get some get back. They got to win impressively to be able to even be considered. I just needed a fifth game down for the stretch. Yeah. Pick, honestly, like nah, man. That's uh, those are our bets, man. This week at betdsi.com. Go ahead and check them out. Beanie Use 100. promo code Beanie One Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a wrap on the show, man. We got some good stuff talked about here. Talked about of, a lot, man. Yeah, heck yeah. Ohio yeah. State. You know some of the Heisman guys. Bucks, uh, you know, you know where we think. Uh, you know, teams are going to be towards the end of the year in the college football playoff. We wrapped. Uh, you know, some NFL's talk with quarterbacks too. Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, where they would be next year, the Browns. Go ahead, check out the show at letterman at on YouTube, on Apple, iCloud, um, SoundCloud, SoundCloud right. everywhere you can find. Yeah. Uh, Just look it up, Google podcast. It. <laughs> check it out. Be in the boom. Thanks a lot. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply